Welcome to Beth and Jordan Rewatch. I'm Jordan, and I'm a nerd. And I'm Beth, and I'm also a nerd. For our show, we will rewatch TV shows and movies that Beth and I have enjoyed and try to look at them with a fresh perspective. For this season, we will be rewatching Avatar The Last Airbender for the third time for me and for the three millionth time for Jordan. So let's start with season three, episodes 14 and 15. All right, to get the episode started as we usually do, it's time to go ahead and start with our recaps. And so as a reminder, what we do in our recaps is we talk about, usually over the course of a minute, what happened in the past episodes. Um, and we have been doing pretty successful so far. I think our success will continue now that we are down to just a plots rather than multiple plots going on at once. Um, and so, Beth, you have volunteered to go first for Season 3, Episode 14, The Boiling Rock, Part 1. Mm-hmm. Eye on the clock. Are you ready? I am ready. Here we go in three, two, one. So Zuko, the gang, and the side characters are all hanging out, and uh, Zuko's kind of looking like he's integrating into the group. Great, fun. Sokka pulls him aside afterwards, and he's like, hey, so is there any, like, prisoners or prisons where they put war prisoners? No reason particular. Walks away. Zuko then catches him trying to sneak out, and they decide to sneak out and go to this prison, the Boiling Rock, together. Uh, They take the war balloon, crash it, um, and they're kind of stuck there. Looking around, they find out that the that his dad actually isn't there, but they run into Suki and are like, okay, great, we'll save Suki. Um, they hatch a plan to get out by using these coolers that uh, keep the firebenders from being able to firebend because they're cold and sailing it across the lake. But because there's a new batch of prisoners arriving, they decide not to use that plan and to let this one prisoner and his buddies go instead. The prisoner and his buddies get caught, causing the whole prison to go into lockdown. But it turns out that Sokka's dad is actually on the island. So then they're like, oh, shoot, we got to find a way to save him, too. All right. With about six seconds to spare. Woo. Nice. We actually actually like taking some time to use up all that time now that we've like gotten to the point where we are down to just <laughs> one. Down to one plot. All right. Then I have season three, episode 15, The Boiling Rock, part two. Uh, and Beth, I am ready whenever you are. All righty. In three, two. One, go. Um, having seen that, that Hakoda was uh, one of the new prisoners, Sokka goes and meets with him. They chat about how it is that they are going to uh, go ahead and get everybody off the boiling rock. Meanwhile, um, Chit Sang, uh, the person who had tried to do the escape before, um, gets interrogated by the warden um, so that he can figure out who it is. Um, meanwhile, Sokka is meeting up with um, Suki and Zuko, trying to come up with a brand new plan. Um, meanwhile, Zuko is summoned. Uh, to meet the warden, but it turns out he meets his ex-girlfriend, May. Um, and and it's all weird, deep tension as May is confronting with Zuko about all his quote-unquote lies. Um, and Zuko is trying to be like, I'm doing what's best for the Fire Nation. Um, meanwhile, they, meanwhile they, Sokka tries to get everybody together, um, tries to get them all out into the middle of the yard. Um, Chitsang meets back up with him um, after having uh, exposed the wrong person as being the one who tried to break everybody out and says, hey, I want to come in. Sokka's like, please start a riot. They start a riot. Uh, Suki goes all BA and kidnaps the Warren. Uh, meanwhile, Azula and uh, Tylee show up. Uh, they try to stop the prison break, but in the end, May loves Zuko more than <laughs> loves them more than fears Azula, and so she helps them escape and consequences approach for Tylee and for May. Over by 27 seconds, but it's a tough episode. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> it's a really that tough one. episode. It was rough. Oh. 
That was, yeah. There's a reason I volunteered to do the first one. All I had to do was look up where it ended to make sure I didn't spill over. (laughs) Right. Ugh. We've, We've done better. But in any case, yeah. So I guess in about a minute, about 90 seconds, that was mm-hmm. <laughs> that was that was what we're going to be looking at today to recap. And now we're going to go ahead and start the part of the episode where we go into the analysis portion. Um, and Beth, this is an interesting episode it kind of begins the series of episodes where zuko develops bonds with individual members of the team uh, i guess this is the second episode really in the line because mm-hmm. you know the last week's one with um with the fire of the or yeah the firebending masters or... yeah, yeah the sun warriors there you go the sun warriors yeah exactly like that would have been the ang zuko team up and now it's now it's time for a Sokka zuko team up and it's oh it's like it's so interesting pairing these two these two characters together, incidentally, who happen to be yours and my two favorite characters. Mm-hmm. And who are so different, but also just so similar. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Like, I love how they, like, contrast, the, like, they just very blatantly, like, say, like, how they contrast each o- with each other. Like, Sokka is the plan every little detail out guy. Um, Zuko is the act entirely on impulse guy. Um, and they're both acting contra character in this one with Sokka being like, yes. I don't know, I'm just kind of dealing with it. And Zuko's like, you got to plan these things. <laughs> right. Exactly. And it's so uh, like, it's so beautiful. The first scenes we see them like together, because these are two characters who like, I don't know, when you think about character matchups that kind of like need to work, obviously like Zuko and Aang needs to be a pairing that works. Um, you know, Katara and Aang obviously needs to be a pairing that works. Like the whole team, av- I guess, Sokka is one who typically doesn't need to pair up well with other team members just because like his role is to just kind of get some things done. He doesn't seem to need to like mesh with the other team members. Um, Toph and Aang needs to work. Um, yeah. So like, it's interesting to see Zuko and Sokka together. Cause like, it's not a pairing that you like necessarily think ahead of time, like this has to work. Um, but then you see them. And so you see them like together on those first, <laughs> Those first few minutes on that balloon ride. That's um, funny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's just, one, it's just so incredibly me- memeable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like, oh, there's so many good lines. Like you said, that's rough, buddy. Um, what's, uh, I, I've got the line written down, but I'm trying to, oh, I, I remember. So right before they, right before they even get on the hot air balloon, when, when Sokka's going to take Appa, uh, and, Sokka's like, there, are you happy? And Zuko's like, I'm, I'm never, never happy. happy. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, way to like be self-aware enough to realize who your character is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and their whole bonding session, just so just so awkward. So awkward, so wholesome, so good. That they're just like, oh, did you say, yeah, oh, did you, oh, 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 I didn't say anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, There's, it's, oh. It's so, it's just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get to, and then we get to the fire, and then we get to the boiling rock, and we get to um, the fire, the fire nation prison there. Um, and what it, you know, one thing I have to keep cre- crediting these writers for is so very creative and so, so good, such good use of like the world that they already exist in. It's such a good concept for a prison, right? Like, it's so right. cool. Yeah. I mean, terrible, but cruel at the same, but cool at the same time. Like, 
I, I like the idea of like it's the Fire Nation, so we're going to use volcano, mm-hmm. um, but it's going to be an island. And it's going to be surrounded by boiling water and like, uh, you know, even the whole concept of the freezer, um, mm-hmm. which, which, which is like they kind of stole that. So the cooler was a slang term for solitary confinement, like in in prison, like even before Avatar was a thing, and they just made it so it literally kept them cold in this too, which I thought was right. kind of clever. No, it is exactly. It's an extremely clever thing, and yep, I definitely. Like you, I definitely picked up on the connections to solitary confinement because, of course, it is solitary. And then, um, and then too, just like as a form of punishment for what happens when you act poorly um, in your prison. So, um, yeah. And there, there may have even be a, been a subtle. I don't. I don't think they were really making comments on like prison systems throughout the world, but there were, there were some things. You I know, wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> right. There were just some moments where I was just like, ah, oh, you know. I could, I, I've, I've heard stories of this, or I could totally see this happening in, you know, in our prison system. So, hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, but prison abuse is an entirely different podcast. This is about uh, children's television. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I don't know. So I guess I'm trying to, th- so I was th- thinking about like overarching questions, I guess what, what do you what do you think about like Sokka's character like as we go as we go through these episodes and how he has to like you said he kind of has to change his his tone he changes his rule book as he goes through this yeah I mean he 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 does and he doesn't right because he's like oh I'm kind of flying by the seat of my pants but as soon as they show up he's the one coming up with all the plans again like he just goes right back into character right um, and then he was mentioning I think at one point in the second episode or maybe it was the end of the first episode it was the end of the first where he was like. I, I don't think, I think part of the reason why we lost so badly on Day of Black Sun is because we didn't cut our losses early enough. So now I'm going to do that. And then he just doesn't. <laughs> He's like, nope, right. we're sticking around and seeing if, like, on the off chance my dad shows up. Right. Yeah. It's so, it's so good to see Sokka. And it's good to see Sokka bear out, I don't know, some of his emotional baggage because he's not an emotional person at all in these things. Um, it's nice to see him, you know, dealing with his own issues. And of course, using the magic word for Zuko, talking about his honor. honor. Yeah, we're so used uh, to the Ang Zuko parallels, we never saw the Sokka Zuko parallels coming. It's there the whole. It was there the whole time. <laughs> um, no, and it's and it's obviously yeah, it's obviously not meant to be a, a sticking thing. Uh, it's just only that obviously it's only a one-off episode for that. But um, yeah, I know it's it's good to see it's good to see Sokka and to get some again another episode. I feel like of payoff for Sokka. Because, you know, before he even finds his dad, who does he see but Suki? Uh, and so, you know, we get to see them come back together. We get to realize what a badass Suki is. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, obviously she was a badass before, but holy cow. Yeah, she's out of her element. She's like in a prison and she's still like killing it. I love her. I love Suki so much. <laughs> that whole scene when they're trying to start the... So I realize we're kind of we're kind of blending the two. I feel like together. you have to. I mean, even like on Netflix, they were both like mushed into one, and I didn't even notice the second one had started. So right, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of hard not to talk about these um, together. But yeah, I, I love how in the sec- like in the second part of it, where you know they're starting to try start trying to start the prison riot, um, and they're all just like, and they're like, oh, I don't know how to get the warden. It's like I thought you thought this through, and like they're just like all like all the men are sitting there, you know, talking about it. And then, like Chit Sang's like, "Hey, I think your girl's your girlfriend's got it taken care of," <laughs> and here she is, like doing like tenth level parkour, like just 
like do- like dominating the pri- dominating the guards and then and then I don't I don't get how why the Warren says you wouldn't dare like I never got that line but but she just she just takes him prisoner like she's just a one man army. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> Love that just, scene so much. She's just so awesome. But yeah. But, and it is weird to see. I will say the first time I watched it, it was kind of weird to see her without her makeup. I almost didn't recognize her. Like yeah, same with just like when the in the Earth Kingdom episodes from a season back. Exactly. Like you just almost don't even recognize her because you're just like, yeah. where? What are you without your Kyoshi Warrior? Honestly, uh, I recognized her more by the music that played, just because they play the Kyoshi Island theme whenever she shows up. Mm, there you go. That's right. I I forgot she had a theme. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so we have. And so we have that. And so it's. It's a deeply rewarding episode for Sokka. Again, you know, we see Hakoda there, who always is going to reaffirm Sokka. By now, we've established that he's a good, very good father figure, and he's going to help him out. Um, I also do love that we get to see Hakoda kind of acting on his own a little bit, because, like, up to this point, he's not been well-developed as a character, and he likely doesn't really need that much character development. Like, he's there to exist as Sokka and Katara's father, but, like, seeing his defiance against the prison leader was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I agree. It is, it is good to give him a little bit of depth and it's, and it's good to see these two adults, you know, squaring up against each other because, you know, it's kind of been a kids versus the adults situation mm-hmm. throughout this whole thing. And it's nice to kind of see like, nice to see the adults versus the adult situation that there is, I don't know. It's, it's a nice way that kind of breaks the dynamic of kids versus the adults. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, but yeah. Um, but that's all I wanted to talk about for Sokka. I want to move on to, to your, to your sweet summer child next. <laughs> My little baby Zuko. Yes. Oh, uh, and I, t- and I'll tell you what, what's so intriguing for me. Cause like, to me, there's three big things I want to talk about. Like one is Sokka two. So the second one is I want to talk about Zuko specifically, like Zuko and May and their, yeah. just that interesting, the interesting scene they have scenes they have together. Um, I guess what are your, what are your thoughts and comments first before I dive in? I, I guess I for me, like it would have paid off more if I could have like if I believed their relationship leading up to this. <laughs> like sure, like all of this is like building up and saying like, oh, you broke my heart, and I'm like, you didn't like him. I thought I thought you didn't like him. <laughs> like, yeah, I thought you guys were just dating because you guys just like. I don't know why you guys are dating. You guys don't get along. You don't have fun when you're together. Like I don't know why we're supposed to think that you're so upset over him leaving you. Uh-oh. Yeah. That said, yeah. I do love their interactions. And I think this is the most believable that I've seen them as a couple in the whole show. So, For sure. And I guess, and I, and I totally buy where you're coming from. Cause you and I have been on the same train of like, we hate them as a couple. Um, but I will say that, I know. Cause I, there are a lot of people in life that like in real life that I've hated as couples, but I could see them having a moment like this, reg- despite that. Uh, because they think they like each other even though we know that they don't um this is what happens when you work with teenagers (laughs) anyway (laughs) um anyway um but i don't know i i did i guess i did find it believable enough like believable like a believable enough i think is a good way to put it Mm -hmm. um i don't know it did like like one when may is revealed of of having shown up like it is just kind of like ooh. Like, you know, these people have, you know, they've at least pretended to like each other or they've at least, um, I don't know, they've at least shown that they have a weird, unhealthy relationship with each other. And so this is, this is interesting. How are they going to handle this? Um, and I don't know. And I, and I like, I guess what I like about that scene is 
you know, May doesn't really care about the state of things. We haven't seen her care about the state of affairs and, you know, the Fire Nation or in the world. She's just right. kind of, she just kind of does whatever she can to just to survive. It's like uh-huh. she's not loyal to her country. She's loyal to people. Like she, right. she's advancing the interests of the Fire Nation in general because she's loyal to Azula. But now right. she's showing that she's loyal to Zuko. And right. Well, what, well, I guess what I was going to say before, sorry, but before we before I get there, I just want, I wanted to get into the conversation the two had with each other, mm. you know, just about like, you know, he's talking about what's good for the Fire Nation. Like, it's. It, I guess what I like is Zuko has to explain his decision mm. with a fellow member of the Fire Nation. Like, I don't know. I, I think I enjoyed that um, because I could get May not getting it because I don't think she cares mm-hmm. about you know, is the war justified? I don't think she cares. Yeah. Not, she's, oh. she doesn't care, like, she doesn't care because, again, her, like, her loyalty is to people, not to her country or not to ideas. It's to individuals. Exactly. And so that's what's so intriguing to me is to see Zuko defend himself to May, who doesn't really seem to be having it. I mean, I'm not sure even, and I'm sure is still not really getting it or, or cares again about it. Um, but I don't know. There's just, there's just a lot I would say this is the most I've enjoyed the interactions between Zuko and May. Agreed. Um, because even when, like, you know, the guard comes in to quote unquote protect her, Zuko very wisely states she doesn't need protection. Um, mm-hmm. And but then like causes a distraction and like shuts her in the cell and uses the guards like oh must protect weak woman against him to get out too. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And so like. But we, ooh, that scene when he shuts the cell on her and like, ooh, there's just death in those eyes, and and I and I know like there's a part of me that's just like, oh Zuko, like ooh ooh, you done messed up now, boy. <laughs> right, you better be right because you've just you've just brought brought problems to yourself, child. Oh, ooh. So I don't know, like that. I guess I appreciated those decisions. I liked. I like those interactions because those like those have consequences. Um and then, and and again, I buy that they have an un, I buy that they have a relationship as unhealthy and as fruitless as I think it is. I buy that they like each other enough for that to still have meaning. Mm-hmm. Um and then of course you're getting to um you know what happens toward the end of the episode. Yes. Ooh, a, a twist I did not see coming. <sighs> so good though it's and it's taken a lot um you know there you know there are still moments where like you know i didn't see it coming like i didn't see you know i didn't see azula having the whole preparation for the day of black sun ready you know i didn't see that coming um i didn't see her killing uh you know killing ang back at the end of season two you know that this this isn't exactly a show that's you know totally predictable but there are still some ways in which the episodes kind of tend to flow you know, you just act in general, you tend to think characters will act in characteristic ways. Mm-hmm. This is very uncharacteristic for May. I guess, it, like, I get why she did it, and I can see why it's okay and lines up with her character, but it's not at all in a predictable fashion, mm-hmm. I feel. And it's like, it, it makes sense with her character, right? Kind of like, it, mm-hmm. it's a, it's not like it comes out of left field, but right. it's only. It only doesn't because May is such a closed off character. Like she's closed off to other people. She's closed off from the audience. So her betraying Azula, it's not like, she, oh, wow, she was so loyal to Azula before. She's just been along for the ride the whole time. So it doesn't it doesn't seem wrong or out of character. Mm-hmm. It's just 
revealing another aspect of her character. And I think what you said was so spot on. She's not loyal to ideas. Um, she's not loyal to a country. So like ideas of like nationalism, ideas of, you know, the, the cause of the fire nation don't interest her. Um, but people are what is what are important to her. Um, and so her last line, uh, well, I guess before we get into that, of course, then Tai Lee also betrays. Yes. Betrays Azula, which is also like, what the heck is happening? Exactly. Because like of, of the two of them, I think that Tai Lee would, would have been considered closer to Azula or her better friend. But like the tide is turning against Azula and she can see that. And, and I don't even know if she like thought about it that hard or like went that far, but like choosing between two of her best friends and she chooses may and it's so interesting and like i yes. wanted like i wish i could like expand more upon it but like but those are that's coming in later episodes I know. <laughs> <laughs> right no it is it's just it is so it's so shocking um really how the episode ends um because you know the escape part is not shocking like it was gonna happen they were it's gonna season escape. three things are gonna go well <laughs> exactly like that part was not shocking um but the betrayal and like like and like betrayal in favor of the good guys mm-hmm. is is so shocking and and exactly what what may says at the end you know like one she's got azula nailed like that's probably very surprising because everybody else underestimates azula even those people who think they get azula don't get azula mm-hmm. um but she knows azula she she just like one she just doesn't care and so she's just very flat and blunt with her but she's just, she's just like, I guess you're not as good at reading people as you thought you were. You miscalculated, and and like, first of all, those are like, if you want to actually insult Azula, uh-huh. that that's actually an insult. She doesn't care what else you have to say because she knows she's better than you. Yep. She doesn't but, care about being loved or like she wants to be respected and feared, but like she didn't even put love into the equation. It's not something that she even considered. it's almost like she's incapable of recognizing that emotion or even feeling it at this point she's become this machine that her father has turned her into that's cold and calculating manipulative to the point where she doesn't factor the human element into her calculations right or if she does she only does it she does at a very base level of like she's sense like attachment is a thing Mm -hmm. um but it's not like it's not with an understanding of how that can affect people um, because because empathy is not of an ability she has, mm-hmm. um, and so it's just so interesting to her for her to be like you miscalculated. I love Zuko more than I fear you, mm-hmm. and she, and what's funny is Azula doesn't even question uh, that her whole goal was to make May fear her. She says you miscalculated. You should have feared me more. Like. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if, if it were, I guess if it were me and I were trying to, you know, just be like, oh no, like, you know, that's not true. Like you're loyal. Like it, maybe I'd question loyalty or something, but she's just like, no, you should have feared me more. Like, as like, just like, yeah, that's exactly what I've been doing this whole time. Mm-hmm. Just, just like, oh, oof. Um, and then Ty Lee sticking up for, and, and you could see the conflict the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she's ch- chewing on her fingernails, like freaking out. These are these are for her her two best friends going at it. She's and for good reason. She's genuinely concerned what's going to happen. Um, oof! And then and Ty, and Ty Lee comes in and saves May. Oh, mm-hmm. and and dis and disables Azula like uh-huh. like 
Tyler oh is God. the most powerful character in the universe. <laughs> right. She she disables Azula. Like like that moment is such a shock. Even even rewatching it for like the however manyth time, that moment is such a shocking moment because Azula is so powerful, um, and so and no, it's, it seems like nobody can touch her. Or to or to even or to even get a scratch on her is extremely hard, mm-hmm. and Ty Lee disables her like so quickly and swiftly, and it's just like, gah! How is that possible? Mm-hmm. Oh, so. Anyway, yeah, that was the other big thing I wanted to talk about was Azula, Ty Lee, and May's thing at the end. Yes, yes, it's like the best part of the episode. <laughs> it is. It's definitely the most like. Like in some ways, you could you could kind of mentally be on autopilot for most of the episode because it plays out like a classic avatar episode, which it's is not a prison break adventure story for the most part. Right. Which is not a diss on, which is not a diss at all. It's just, it's just kind of a little formulaic and, and it's a good formula. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I continue to eat pizza because I like pizza. Continuing <laughs> to eat pizza is not a bad thing. Um, but then all of a sudden at the end, they decided to add, add in some garlic dipping sauce. And now we're talking. <laughs> Uh, so yeah so anyway yeah it's it's an interesting little twist that really cranks up what is otherwise a fairly again a fairly pedestrian but i say that not in a bad way mm-hmm. a fairly pedestrian episode and gives it like huge huge significance yeah the implications of this decision like uh. <laughs> yeah. and then and now and and then at the end hakoda has returned back to katara who of course doesn't have a clue of what's happening mm-hmm. uh and it's just so heartwarming to see. God, I love Hakoda so much. Father figures, <laughs> man, they get me. <laughs> He's such a good father figure. He loves his children so much. Uh-huh. <sighs> and our heroes have won again. Thank you, season three, for not being the depressing cesspit of season two. <laughs> Yay! Hooray, optimism. conclude our episode it's time for us to give out ratings um well how we give out ratings again just to remind you is we do this on a five point scale um beth and i have decided to combine the episodes this time um so beth go ahead and tell me what your ratings are for the boiling rock episodes i think i'm going to give these combined a 4.3 like okay. super fun episode lots of like planning and intrigue and like our, you get to see our characters doing something we've never seen before and like prison breaks and having hakoda shows up always bumps the episode a couple a couple of points up for <laughs> me um i think what really kind of pushes it above that just regular like maybe a 3.8 3.9 4.0 for me was just that that end scene with azula and Ty Lee and may and just the that part of it like you said the rest of the yeah. episode is kind of pedestrian and that that kind of elevates it yeah i would agree with you and i would just go to a 4.5 with it um uh, yeah it's a very enjoyable episode i can't really find a lot of faults with it um i'm not sure i can really find any faults with it and and especially yeah gosh that ending that ending is just so amazing and to suki and to see suki just you know continue to take care of herself continue to to prove to prove the doubters wrong even though they're not intentionally doubting her but they're still continuing to ignore her for whatever reason um Idiots. so yes <laughs> they do they do it at their own at their own um uh to spare. their own detriment yeah there you go exactly yeah 
So yeah, I agree. I, I agree, but I come up with a 4.5 in my rating. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Beth and Jordan Rewatch, where we rewatch our favorite movies and shows and discuss what we love about them. You can find all of our episodes on anchor.fm slash BJ Rewatch or on Spotify at Beth and Jordan Rewatch.